Hello folks, how you going? Oh yes and no, I'm back again. My name's Adam Jacobs and this is my podcast, it's called Scatterbrain. But I've been doing lots of tangent things with my Scatterbrain. And I suppose when you've got a podcast that's called Scatterbrain, it's very likely that you're going to follow tangents. Hmm. But I've got another podcast that I do with a mate of mine, Tim, and we've just resurrected it actually. We put it aside for a little bit because we weren't sure how to define it. And it is called The Off Topic. Once again, we're not doing ourselves a lot of favour. I'm not doing myself a lot of favours with the names I give the podcasts. Because if I got that right in the first instance, then it'd be easy to speak to something, wouldn't it? Like, I really like oranges. That would be a fairly clear, clear podcast in terms of subject matter and in terms of what the audience expectation could be. All right, so anyway, I the basic premise is for the work that I've been doing in this podcast recently is to rehearse and practice and try to understand what it is that I will have to say to my very new little daughter when I sit, when I sit down with her later, later on. She's only five weeks old. Later on, I'm going to sit down with her and have... The dad talks about all sorts of things. And those of you who are following, I have already spoken about how to avoid psychopaths. Uh, What it means to be rewarded for your efforts without all the snake oil. And and those those out there who pretend to sell you something, sell you a dream. A dream salespersons. How to avoid them? Don't buy dreams. Buy. Fu- buy, buy, buy the future. Buy the future. You have to define what the future is, and that's where I'm up to at the moment. And the last thing I spoke about was talent. Do you? Firstly, do you have you have any? And if you do, which I suggest you do, everyone has a talent for something. It's true. It may not be a thing that you enjoy, but hey. Do you have a talent? Secondly, what does that mean? What does that really mean? Does it mean that you'll, that's your ticket to Easy Street? No, it is not your ticket to Easy Street. It's simply an opportunity. An opportunity that you must understand has a number of dimensions to it. And there's no guarantee of success. Oh, no guarantee of success. And it's very true. Just because you're talented doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And I think we've seen, well, gosh, we've seen numerous examples of that. You've probably had a sense of that yourself. Or you know someone who is a perfect example of that idea. Very talented but not able to be successful for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a law in nature which human beings are susceptible to as much as anyone else that suggests that a small number of people in any given distribution will be the ones who enjoy success that it's not a matter of 
work if you work hard you can do whatever you you can achieve whatever you want to achieve relative to a given situation relative to a given circumstance depending on who you are competing against that principle may not apply there's the 2080 rule which basically suggests that uh, 20% of the people will enjoy 80% of the success whether it's success performing some act it's usually any sort of creative pursuit whether it's success in terms of money and that's why they say why is it that the top 1% have as much money as the bottom 80% 99% it's sort of there seems to be a lot of inequity and we've all spoken about it recently because this socialism has become a, a new has, has raised its head once more and I think a lot of people are referring to it as democratic socialism democratic I vote for everyone to be equal I am voting for everyone to have an equal share of everything. Who agrees with me? Yes, I I don't. Oh, well, then you're democratic, but not socialist. So, but then we can't be democratic socialist. Very confusing. It's confusing. Anyway, in any distribution... There will always be those who have more than others. It's a law of nature that no one can really understand why it is and no one can really understand how to break the code, augment the algorithm, make adjustments to the principle so that more of the people enjoy more of the success. Oh, we can't work it out. All right, what does that mean for you? You're hard at it. Let me paint a picture. You, I'm talking to you, listening. You're hard at it. You're doing your 10,000 hours, however long, whatever. You're going to be, you're on your way to be, to becoming an expert at something. But does that mean success? Oh, <gasps> That's a $150,000 million question, isn't it? Does it mean success? Well, when you understand that within the domain in which you are operating, there are other people striving for the same thing. Depending on relatively on how many people there are, say, for example, there's 10 of you, then three of you will end up enjoying the majority of the success. That's how the, the, it's called Prato distribution and other people have spoken about it. There's bloody YouTube videos about it. Go and look it up. That means that three will end up enjoying most of the success. Doesn't mean the others don't enjoy some success. That's not the point. So within the, within, within any domain, within any, any space where there are actors performing, a task, even at an elite level, there will always be a small number who end up enjoying most amount of success. Always. Now accept that. Accept that. 
It seems unfair unless you look at it in terms, not from the point of view of the numbers and how the actual distribution works and how it is that you are, well, potentially unlikely to be successful. The thing you need to focus on is the domain, the disciplines that define what the task is that you are trying to be successful at. Because there's an infinite number of variables. And this is where you get your entrepreneurial brain turning over. Aha! And you say to yourself, look, I've done just as much work as that other person, but they are the ones in the narrow band of this particular discipline, whatever it might be, say you're going to be a street drummer banging away in pots and plants. And, uh, you know, getting them people throwing coins in your hat. I'm literally talking about any discipline at all. It could be politics, it could be Wall Street, it could be growing tomatoes. Anything. Say you're the street artist, you're going to bang away on pots and pans, get people to throw some money in your hat. All right, no worries. There's a small number of you, you're all competing for the tourist coin for a bit of that loose change. All right. But the dude over there on the other side of the street, he's doing better than you. You all are trying to compete within a very narrow band. That narrow band is pots and pans, drummer, on the street. Within that narrow band, yes, there will always be an uneven distribution of the success, however that's defined. Usually defined by money. So what do you do? Well, you need to add something to the way you are operating so that you exist in a separate band. You adjust the area of focus. And it's very hard to do. It's why entrepreneurial entrepreneurs are very clever because they look at something that is already operating quite effectively in society, whatever it might be, and they just make it different. Sometimes they don't even make it better. They just give it another dimension so that it's applicable in, in a different domain or a different discipline or a different... Well, they make the tools that operate it differently so it allows for a different kind of accessibility. And this is what you're challenged with. You want to be the pots and pans busker on the street getting some coins in your hat. But there's others, they're no no better necessarily in terms of their experience and their practice, but they are more successful. And they'll always be that way. Always. You may be the more successful one. But you're saying in this instance that you're not. What are you going to do? You add something to your practice. You change the domain. Mm. 
well, what am I going to, how can I change? So I'm not going to just don't bang on pots and pans anymore? Maybe. Maybe you could have something, you could source a different percussive instrument that possibly has a melodic quality to it. And then you end up becoming a bit more of the xylophone type of per- percussive performer as opposed to the pots and pans purely percussive type of performer. All right? I mean, there's hey, lots of... Well, let's add another breath. What if you end up playing... Change the... You end up playing fruit or a vegetable... Right? And you end up like a like a empty shell of a watermelon or something. And you've sourced these things by going through the rubbish. So you become like the end of becoming a recyclist, recycle artist or percussion cycle or something. I don't know. Whatever. Change the practice so that you have a uniqueness in terms of the space that you're competing in. All right? And it can be subtle, a very small change. And it's, once again, the world of stand-up comedy is perfect. Perfect example. The most successful comedians have a really distinctive voice. They are known for maybe their delivery. They are known for their delivery. Typically, they're also known for the subject matter. All right? Delivery and subject matter. So it's all about persona and having a sense of their place in society. Now, just those two things alone, not only are they difficult to define... Well, not only are they difficult to to manifest, and part of the, let's look at persona, for example. Persona is like the kind of character you are on stage. The reason why that's difficult is because you are only on stage presenting a version of yourself, a sort of two-dimensional version of who you are as a real person. It's not easy for a person to do that. You have to go back to a kind of point in your development most probably during your childhood where you remember yourself being well you have a more innocent understanding of who you were and you sort of build up a persona a stage version of yourself you know from that zero point now not not everyone does that but you know that's that's an example of what I'm what I mean when I when I say that developing persona on stage is not always an easy thing to do. And it's funny because younger people can obviously often are very good at it, like children. Or when people get into sort of the middle age, they become very good at it because they don't care so much anymore and they don't realise and they realise that what's really important in life. Right. So anyway, that's my that's the point I'm trying to make. You add variables for instance, stand-up comedy, you add persona plus what that persona is best at communicating 
make sure there's a connection there. And just those two variables alone combined will give you a lot of will give you a lot of uh, will give you something unique. And then you're not competing in the same space so tightly. Whereas if we're all dry, dry delivery one-liner type comedians, then we've got some trouble. The competition's going to be the space in which you are competing. It's going to be far too small. And then you'll see the Prato distribution fully operate. All right, I'll probably say more about this at some stage in the future. Thank you for listening.